0: Hey, so I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about fear and how fear can impact both our writing and our creativity, as well as our business decisions. And if you're someone who struggles with fear, I want to talk about a few ways to help you get over that. So a real quick caveat, I have got a house full of teenagers downstairs playing board games. If you hear raucous laughter, that is what's going on but let's dive into fear. And first of all, talk about why why fear is something to even address, right? Some of us are so used to being fearful or anxious that it's almost like, okay, well, this is just me. This is how I've always been. You learn how to cope with it really, really well, and it doesn't feel like it's impacting your day-to-day life, right? But let's talk about fear in terms of creativity, first of all, because fear really can impact our creative decisions. I would guess that almost all of us have a story or a book that we would write, but we're afraid to. Okay. I know I do. I've got certain things that I would love to address in fiction at some point. And I also know that I'm afraid to. A lot of people might say, I would love trying to memoir about this, but oh, it would get people mad. And I'm not saying like, let's throw fear out the window and get everybody mad at us because there is a place for fear in terms of if nobody had fear, we wouldn't have any common sense at all. But especially as writers, as creatives, we need to be able to move past some of our fear or else our art that we create is going to be so tame that it's going to just be sterile, right? So I'm talking about the artist who doesn't take a single risk and they just write the cookie cutter kind of stories and there's no soul put in it right um if you think about if you're a novelist if you think about some of your books i don't know if this has happened to you but there are times where i read a novel that i've written and i'm like oh that's crazy i had no idea that i was putting so much of myself into the story so here's an example when i moved from basically city-ish life to crazy, crazy Alaska roll. And when we're talking Alaska roll, we're talking about hauling your own water. And we're talking about things like, um, you know, four-day power outages in the middle of winter, city of like town of 300 people. Like that's how rural we were. And I went through a little bit of a writer's block. After we moved, it was like four to six weeks where I had a really hard time writing fiction just from the stress and upheaval of the move. And the first book that I did write, Getting Back Into It, was about a young woman in a witness protection program who has to move from Boston where she's uh, an aspiring artist to this itty bitty rural Alaska town. Now, when I tell you that story and that plot summary, and when I tell you about what my family just went through, I'm sure in your mind, it's totally obvious why that story resonated and why that character resonated with me. But I didn't realize that I was writing myself into this character until like a month later after I wrote it. And so sometimes. It is scary because even if you're writing fiction, you're making yourself very vulnerable. This is even more true if you're writing a memoir or if you're doing the kind of nonfiction that has a lot of personal details and anecdotes about your own life. It can be scary. And if your books don't have any of that kind of thing that makes you a little bit scared, then that's when you get to the risk of having really sterile kind of art. So in the artistic world and in the writing world, fear is what would keep the author from, say, you you love fantasy or like some really small sub-niche, but you're writing romance because you feel like that's where the money is or, you know, things like that. Or maybe it's the exact opposite. You're writing fantasy you wanna write romance, you know, whatever genres there are. Sometimes we make our decisions based just on fear. And like I said, I am not going to tell you to throw fear out the window. I'm... I wouldn't say I'm quite risk averse, but I'm pretty risk averse. I don't like taking, you know, like I'm not the kind of person who's going to take out a $10,000 loan to throw ads into a book that I don't know if it's going to sell. Right. I that would not make me feel happy, secure. That would make me feel fearful. And sometimes that's okay, right? Because like I said, fear can lead us to making some good common sense decisions. And for sure, sometimes you make the decision to write in the genre or to follow the tropes that your readers are expecting. And I don't consider that bad. I consider that a good Decision. But sometimes we get so overboard with thinking about what readers are going to want that we don't take the risks that can make our books the difference between just, yeah, that was a book. I read it. You know, I'll probably pick up another by this author. And the book was like, wow, this is a life changing book that I'm never going to forget. The kind of book that, you know, like once you read it, you just want to take a couple days. I don't know if you guys have ever read a book like that, but like once you're done, you don't even want to jump into the next book. You just want to take a few days and be like, oh, OK, like think about the book and things like that. Um, and so that's what being a fearless artist would look like. And now let's talk about fear in our business decisions. So I touched on this a little bit, like in terms of whether you're going to write genre A or genre B. I'm of the persuasion that, yes, you should pay attention to what's working well in the markets. But also find a way to write the book of your soul and mesh the two together. So this can look different. So for example, I've got primarily my suspense series. And every once in a while, I will do like a women's lit as a creative outlet. It's not good. It's in my experience, not as marketable. It doesn't sell as well because people are expecting me to write more suspense. But sometimes I just like to write those as a creative expression. And I'm trusting the suspense to be what pays the bills. So that's one option. The other option is to take what you love and take what the public wants and find that middle ground where they intersect. So let's say that you really love um, mysteries but you know that romance is a really hot genre. And so maybe you dive into the world of romantic mystery, romantic suspense, right? And so you're taking the books that you really want to write and kind of your passion book, but you're also fitting it into a trope that you believe is going to sell better. I do believe that there's a way to do both, to pursue your heart and your passion and your creativity, which is so important, but to do it in a way that also makes decent business sense. But there are other times in our business where fear is going to impact our business decisions and make us stagnate. It seems like it shouldn't be a problem for any of us, but I would say that almost everybody has some kind of subconscious fear of success. And on the surface, you might say, Alana, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Why Why would anybody not want to be successful? Why would anybody not want to make more money? Why would anybody not want to sell more books? Well, there are quite a few reasons, and most of them really are on the subconscious level. And so I just want to throw out a few of them to see if they might apply to you and to show you how sometimes the fear of being successful can impact our business as well. So for example, maybe you think, okay, well, if I get to the point where I'm making $10,000 a book $10,000 a month from my book, as opposed to just a few hundred dollars a month from my book, well, then I'm going to have to, you know, hire a VA to help me. And that's going to be more money. And I'm going to have to pay more taxes. And that's going to be a pain. And I'm going to have to open up a new bank account. And there's going to be more numbers to track and more logistics. Or it could be, all right, if I go from, you know, level A to level B, if I really level up my writing career, well, then I'm going to have people jealous of me. I don't want people jealous of me. I'm going to maybe like, um, it's going to change the dynamics between me and my family or me and my spouse, right? There are some people who, even if they wouldn't admit it, like they're afraid to make more money than their spouse for various reasons, or they're afraid to make people jealous of them for various reasons. So there are lots of ways that earning more money can trigger some of our fear response. Or maybe you're like, okay, well, I know I'm no good with money. And so if I earn more, I'm just going to be even more irresponsible with it. So I better, you know, um, put a lid on it, right? When I was a pastor's wife, the fear really was, if I made an outrageous amount of money with my books, then people would start to say, okay, well, why are we um, donating to the church to pay your husband's salary, when you're making so much money, right? So there are definite fear triggers, or maybe it's more of a privacy thing that you want to sell more books on one hand, but you don't want to become a household name. And so you've got this dichotomy of, yeah, you want to go to the next level, but you're afraid of jeopardizing your privacy, or maybe you're just afraid of making, if to make more money, you've got to sell more books and that's going to make you busier and more stressed. So fear can really sabotage your success. And this can come into play as well, like with marketing. If you have fear that's going to impact your marketing decisions, like I'm afraid to spend money on ads because I believe that by doing so, I'm admitting that my books can't sell well on their own, or I'm afraid of spending money on my ads because if I lose that money, then I'm going to feel like a failure. There are all kinds of ways that fear can sabotage our success on a conscious or subconscious level. So now that we've addressed that, both from the creative side and the business side, let's just dive into what do we do now? How do we, how do we not let fear be in the driver's seat, having control of the choices we make either creatively or in our business? So again, I'm not the kind of person who just throws caution to the wind. And so sometimes I appreciate the fact that thinking through a certain uh, decision does make me fearful. And what I like to do is carry that fear to the next logical conclusion. So let's say it's, okay, I have the option to increase my ad spend this month by $2,000. I might make even more than that back in profit. I might lose it all. I might land somewhere in the middle, but I'm afraid now logic and common sense, say, Alana, don't do that unless you know that you're going to make your money back. What I could tell myself then is, okay, well, if it looks like my ads aren't making their money back, I could always pause it, right? That's the nice thing with ads. Once you get them running, if they're not doing what you want them to do, you can scale them down or turn them off. That for sure is one way is to just take things to their logical conclusions. Because often there's going to be a step between making the decision and like, Being destitute and regretting that decision for the rest of your life. So let's take the creative side of it. I want to write a book about this because this is heavy on my heart, but I know it's a touchy subject. How about what you tell yourself instead of just saying, if I write this book, readers might hate me, my family might disown me. Okay, so maybe you start to write the book and you decide, you know what? I'm not going to publish this i actually have a novel that i wrote about a very very sensitive subject that as i wrote it i told myself alana you're you don't plan on publishing this book this is just for you to put it out on paper to process through what you're processing through To this day, I have not published it and I don't plan to, but I'm really glad I took the time to write it. Now, there also could be the chance that if I had finished it and was like, you know what, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think I can publish it. Well, then, yay! I've got another book, you know, in my catalog. So sometimes you could even say, all right, I'm going to start this project. And then see what happens, right? You don't have to publish everything that you write. Some things can be just for you or some things can be heavily edited. I've heard really good advice for people writing memoir that what you do is you start by writing it for yourself and then you go back and write it for others. So if there are things that eventually aren't gonna make the final cut because they might hurt somebody else, or even you know they might project you in a bad light or something, those are always things you can take out, but go ahead and put them on paper to begin with. So that's a way to kind of help with the fear on the creative side. And then another question I love to ask myself is just, how would my writing and my art look if I were absolutely fearless of failure or of success, right? If I had no fear at all, how would my writing look different? How would I show up differently? How would I um, present myself differently on the page. And sometimes even just thinking through that question, even if it's just like for a minute, can really help you get into a sense of feeling more bold, more inspired. And sometimes you need to even step back and be like, "Okay, well what is it that I'm afraid afraid of?" And sometimes going through those what if questions can help. All right. So what if this memoir that I wrote hurts somebody's feelings? Okay, so, A, you can ask yourself, how can I prevent that from happening? Well, maybe you can change the name or publish it under a pen name or something. Or, um, B, maybe you say, hey, what's the worst that's going to happen? They might get their feelings hurt. And I mean, it's probably not something I would do. I actually am so non-confrontational that this doesn't sound like something I would do. But, you know, some people choose to publish memoirs, even if they know it's going to make somebody upset. How are you going to handle that? Um I mean, worst case scenario, okay, what if they sue you for libel? What are you going to do? And yeah, nobody wants to get sued, right? But maybe that means that you talk to a lawyer before you publish it. So what I'm saying is that your fear can lead you to prepare in advance for some of these things. So I don't want to say just ignore fear, but don't let fear um, get the best of you by logically Thinking through these problems, you can kind of overcome them. All right. So, if your biggest fear is that you're going to get sued, okay. So, then what are you going to do? You're going to talk to a lawyer, maybe look into some kind of insurance policy, maybe change some identifying information, make sure that you're, you know, lawsuit proof in what you write. And boom, there you go. So, that's an example of yes, I am afraid. My fear didn't stop me from completing this project. It just led me to make some decent, wise choices about how to proceed. So that's fear. I think I've used the analogy before from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, which is all about creativity, that, you know, fear is always going to be along for the ride, right? You just don't want to give fear control of the steering wheel. that's kind of how she puts it, which I think makes a lot of sense. We don't want to be basing all of our decisions on fear, but there are also some ways that, yeah, fear can lead us if you go down those what-ifs. Either you're going to decide that the what-ifs are really dumb. All right, so let's not talk about the what-if being your suit, because that actually is a pretty big deal. Let's say the what-if is, if I publish this book, readers aren't going to like it. I'm going to get a bunch of one-stars. Okay, well, then what? Then you either take it down, right, and pretend it never happened, or you edit it so people like it, or you say, okay, this isn't a book that readers like, but I'm glad I had it out, right? None of those are terrible. And so sometimes going down the what ifs can help you also see, okay, this isn't going to be as bad as I thought it was, right? So I hope that was helpful for you. And I hope you're having a great week with your writing.